0: On, quick college basketball question for you: Best team in the land?
1: Gonzaga still. Gonzaga? I still think it's Gonzaga. They yeah, they lost the first. Come on, what are we like seven games? In? They lost that game, the big game. It's the beginning of the year. They still have the best player in the country. They still have one of the best programs in the country. Um, I still think that they're the strongest team coming off that championship. So you know, we'll see what happens down the stretch. You know, as the as the down the stretch as the season kind of progresses here what duke can do what purdue can i think i'm more interested about purdue than i am about duke i don't look at duke and i'm like i don't think that they're the best team but purdue looks especially strong um i'm excited for a possible big 10 team to be the best team in the land um but
0: it's i it got a natty man
1: yeah but i do i do think where i'm currently looking i think i still got to give it to gonzaga um you know Basketball one loss doesn't really tell you all that much happens sometimes. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. How about you?
0: Yeah, no, I I think, like, especially with Gonzaga, like, as you say, like, the big game, like, technically Gonzaga's big game of the week was Tuesday that week. They had to play number two at UCLA. So, like, yeah, as Duke was preparing and getting all ready for number one Gonzaga, like, Gonzaga had two top five opponents. So I think the Zags can be forgiven. I, I agree with you, too, in the sense of, like, after the Duke Gonzaga game, um, I, I came away more impressed with Gonzaga than I than I was Duke because Gonzaga played. I mean, Timmy did not play well. Holmgren didn't play well, and anyway, I guess it was less of them not playing like well, um, as also being in foul trouble. But like, it, it wasn't a well played game for Gonzaga's team as a whole, and some other guys stepped up to to keep him in it and. And grab, get them back in the game after Duke was kind of leading. Uh, but but Purdue is my is my number one at the moment. Mm. Um, and and I, I like I I think I think they're easily the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, holy cow! Did we crown Juwan Howard a little too early? <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand. Like I'm I like Juwan Howard, but I'm I'm really glad that they've had to come back to earth because I was people best coach in college basketball. But a coach for like a year that'd been a great year, but but. Can he coach for longer than 365 days before we call him the greatest coach in the country? Um, no. Greatest three coach games in the country. That I'm ready. Matt Painter, man. He is one of the best coaches. Uh, but, yeah, like this Purdue team, I, they're just – Jaden Ivey is a top ten pick. He's a guy that can get you a bucket when you need it. Like I, I don't think Purdue under Painter, even even with like Etwan Moore and Robbie Hummel, I don't think he's ever had a guy this good in the sense of like getting his own shot and, and being able to take over a game. Brandon Newman and, and Sash Stevanovich killing it with the wing. Um, you got Trigon Williams, the senior, coming off the bench. And friggin' Zach Eady, the 7'4 center, is the one leading them in points. Like Their team is so deep offensively. They play really good defense. Uh, and I love Purdue. I would say they run away with the Big Ten. But, like, you know Wisconsin and Michigan State are going <laughs> to always be right there. You know they, when Keegan
1: Murray goes up against them, it's going to be like a 40-point bomb. You know it. Yeah, Purdue.
0: So, I mean, Purdue doesn't have a ton of basketball history, but you know, John Wooden played there. They're they're in Indiana. They've never been number one in the country. Now, Purdue football ruined our really nice bat, or football season earlier. We could uh, we could ruin their chance of being number one this Friday.
1: Yeah, and you know, if the Hawkeyes, if nothing else, we're petty. <laughs> we're petty as hell.
0: <laughs> you know, you know. I'll take. I'll keep all our, our Hawkeye luck on the football field this week. You know, that's get, true. I, go I, ahead and get blown out by Purdue. I don't care.
1: Yeah, honestly, get blown out, Keegan Murray. You know, get suspended for a couple games. You know, let's. let's Keegan already up
0: to number thirteen on ESPN's uh, trap board. What did I say? The only you thing I was wrong, the only thing I was wrong about is how early. I can't believe how quickly it's happened.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, he's just been playing so well and. You know, they were just waiting for Iowa to beat an actual team before they gave it to them, I think. They were like, we need to see you beat an actual team before we give you kind of anything. But yeah, college basketball starting up, excited. Um, yeah, uh, always good, man. Always good. Yeah, it's time to go to some sad news. Oh, no.
0: Talk to me about the Ballon please. please.
1: What's going through your mind? I'm not I, I'm actually I'm not sad. I, I'm just pissed and I, I'm not even pissed like I'm gonna go on here and like scream, but I I just don't I just don't Here's what I'm saying We know all of us in any in any field that awards happen we know that awards are stupid like awards inherently are dumb especially when it comes to athletics because how do you judge that? You know, how do you judge? Like, we were just talking with the Heisman. Like, can you honestly tell me that Bryce Young is a better football player than Aiden Hutchinson? No, you can't. So, like, I, it's kind of, it, 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 it's all subjective. So the one thing that I say with you the war. You
0: know, especially, I feel like soccer, too. It's like, um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of good defenders and midfielders. But for some reason, all the best players seem to be forwards and goal scorers. Interesting.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, you know, forget the goalkeepers that haven't allowed goals in the last like 17 games, you know, they don't really matter. It's the strikers that are winning it. Um, you know, for me, it's just like when it comes to awards, award, give out the award, you know, to the closest person to the person who on paper looks like they should win it, regardless of if you think they're the best player in the world. Um, just go by what happened on paper. It's really not that hard. Go by what happened on paper, give that person the award, move on to the next one. No one's taking the Ballon or looking at who wins it, and be like, are they really the best player in the world? No one's doing that. No one's doing that. So the fact that they've made this award, well, we have to keep reminding people that Lionel Messi is a legend. I'm like, no, you don't. You don't have to. We know it's not like Lewandowski winning this award was gonna be like, oh, so is Lewandowski better than Messi? He's not.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, like I, I think it's can can you ever argue against Messi or Ronaldo winning Player of the Year? No, like it, like every time they win it, it's like yeah, like of course it was it, it was deserving. As you say though, like it it can be deserving for more than one person. I like there, there's something as frustrating as sometimes the NBA awards can be, I think there is something to be said for the fact that they are like, not always just like, all right, LeBron, here you go. Because like, if, if they gave it out, the NBA MVP, the same way they give out the, Baron the LeBron would have won the last, I, I don't know, 15. Like it, yeah. no one else would even get close. Like it, it just wouldn't. So I, I think like taking into all the account of like a season, but like, Two, again, you can't argue it's Messi and Ronaldo, but the the so clear like stranglehold that Real Madrid and Barcelona have media wise with the like tied up with the award is so like they they both like they both just dominate the award because of it, like they just control the narrative of it so much.
1: Right, and I don't even think it has too much to do with the media. I think it more has to do with they literally those people that are running UEFA that are running FIFA are so tied up in those two teams because of money. I think that's what it is. I honestly think
0: right. right. And well, and I guess I, I I guess what I meant is like with like with that and like with the control of like the narrative, like it's always it's always gonna be them. Like, it, and like you can't you can't break it. And I, like they you, I think they use the media. Um, yeah like it's certainly like backdoor like yeah here you go like you guys want to win this award we'll hook you up and then you you know and again like you can't argue against a guy like Ronaldo or Messi really but like the they, you can go back further than them and even just like the other top three players each year like how dominant it always is those those teams is like it, yeah we know they're really good teams but like they can't always have the best th- like they don't like it's just like like, you can't tell me Joshua Kimmich doesn't deserve to be in the top three of rankings sometime in the last few years for the Ballon d'Or. Like But because he can't like control a, a narrative of getting that award, he's not going to even get consideration.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's just very clear. If they keep the award this way, then as long as— Messi and Ronaldo and honestly past this, the media is already setting it up that after this it's gonna be Mbappe and whoever. It's really just gonna be him and whoever that win it for the next 18 years. Holland. Um, and Holland maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, they should just say, hey listen, it's gonna be Messi and Ronaldo. If you wanna win, if for your application to be accepted, you have to go to the final in every single competition you play in. Maybe you don't have to win, you have to win a couple though and you have to be the best player on your team. Because you look at the players that have done it, Luka Modric had to win the Champions League, had to win La Liga, had to be the best player, and had to go to the World Cup final. And it still wasn't like, oh, he's definitely gonna win.
0: But then even like, but then like, there's the the shitty part of like, Jorginho should not have been third. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it can't also be like guilty by association just because of team success, because you cannot tell me that Chelsea and Italy couldn't have won those trophies without Jorginho. Like, is he a good player and a valuable player for both those teams? Absolutely. Is he the reason they won either of those cups? No. And yeah. like, so like he doesn't. Which like then it upsets me because like the Luka Modric year, even he probably is as his World Cup won him the award, and I and I think deservingly so because that tournament is so important and. For also the country he was playing for like what he did was it was insane but if he wouldn't have been on Real Madrid or say if he wouldn't have, like I think you can be on Chelsea you can probably be in the Premier League you could probably be on Paris but, but like if, if Modric would have been on Bayern I'm not sure he would have won that year. like I think he won more because he was on Real Madrid than the fact that he deserved it and, and won like the World Cup it was so great in the World Cup
1: right I mean I go back to 2013 where Bayern won the treble, Frank Ribery was the best left winger in all of football, they knocked out Barcelona out of the Champions League, and and Real Madrid got schlacked by Dortmund and Ronaldo couldn't do a goddamn thing about it, and and he still didn't win. He was third in that voting, he wasn't even second. And it's like, okay, so, For me, there's a clear way to fix this award that they can kind of lean on as plausible deniability as well. And I think that they should just break it down, especially because soccer is so weird with the different positions and the kind of uh, uh, accolades that you can give to them. They should just break it down by position. That's what they should do. And they do that already kind of where they have a best goalkeeper. That's all they should have because then you can have a best goalie. You can have a best defender. Everyone's going to still want another one now. Yeah, I know, but then in, you can theory, have a- in
0: theory, no. In theory, I agree with you. Like, I I think you're right because, and especially for a sport like soccer, which like, yeah, it's becoming more positionless, but there still is the general like, you know, if someone's a forward, a midfield, like we know, we know the general uh, thing where like, so it, like, so it is like, how how can you compare Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Maguire? Like, it, it, you can't. Like, and and from and even if you know everything about soccer. If, if Cristiano Ronaldo's playing really well and Harry Maguire's playing really well, you're always going to be more impressed with Cristiano Ronaldo. Like if Tom Brady's playing well and Tyler Linderbaum's playing well, Tom Brady playing well is always going to look better. Like there is just an unfortunate, like a, a bias of scoring and, and the offensive of any sport is going to be more enjoyable to watch. And so it is like, it's unfair to try and compare positions at all.
1: Um Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is, though, and I, and I think that it, you're right. It's not going to happen, but I think it's the only way. And that way, you have a midfield award, you have a forward award, you can give one of those to Messi or Ronaldo every year like you want to, and then give the other one to somebody else. Because in this case, you'd give Messi the midfield, you'd give Lewandowski the striker, and that's all you have to do, if that's what you really want to do. Um, but I don't even know how they compare Messi and Ronaldo. They're not the same players, even a little bit. So, like... All right. They like if you if you put either of them one on one, whoever has the ball is going to blow by the other guy. You're telling me Ronaldo with the ball isn't going to blow by Messi? He is. You're telling me Messi isn't going to blow by Ronaldo? He is. Like like there's no defense at either of those players. So um Well, and,
0: then, I, and on the and on the pitch, they're not asked to. Like it, Yeah. They don't need to. And yeah. they can like still and they can still be great at what they're asked to do, but like it, it is uh, like it is, it's always going to be like, you know, even the best the best defensive player in the NBA can be better than the best scorer in the NBA, but the best scorer in the NBA is always going to get like it's true with all sports, but it, that, that's why like I mean, like you say these, these awards are are stupid. It, it just would be nice though if the, the clear stranglehold and like <laughs> the, the corruption with soccer sometimes is, it, like, it, it's laughable because it's just so obvious. Like, mm-hmm. it's so clu- – there's no there's no hiding at all that, that this is a Real and Barcelona award that maybe every now and then they'll throw scraps to. Because if Robin Lewandowski didn't deserve to win it this year, and uh, I still don't know why you didn't have it last year when you could have they, – they're probably like, shit, we have to give it to Lewandowski this year. Oh, they're cancel going it. to. Cancel it. Oh, cancel it. Boom. They're like, we can't. We can't have it. Nobody oh, gonna, from anybody but Barca or Real. But I like, think they're gonna
1: I think they're gonna give it retroactively. I really do. Messi getting up there and talking about it, I think was a super bad move for them. Messi basically got up there and for his speech was like, Lewandowski deserves this award. What am I doing? You know what well,
0: I mean? Uh, yeah, but like I I think I no, I don't think they care.
1: I get I get where you're coming
0: from. I think that's more of a hopeful Bayern fan. Um, no, they're already
1: having talks about it in UEFA.
0: I, I in twelve months. It, it's soccer, Yannick. You think in twelve months that, that yet messy comment is really that's gonna make these guys under the coals and just like, No, no, no,
1: no, no. I'm not saying in twelve months. I'm saying I think that I think that they could do it very soon. You know, oh, they're I'm gonna
0: ch- they're gonna change their mind?
1: No 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 no. I'm just saying they might have a conversation in which they're like, we did not award 2020. We've uh, had some conversations. We should have. Lewandowski, here's your award. I think that they uh, could do okay. that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. They, and they should.
1: And they I, should. Be, it's – it's it's yeah. Anyway, that's all I have to say about it. Um, I don't know what Bayern has to do besides being one of the top three teams the last five years um, to be considered a, a, like a Premier League team. Um, I mean we schlack enough be, Premier League teams every being, year. Being,
0: being an English-speaking league that has – more exciting games and more fans that follow it.
1: I guess, man. I don't know. We're gonna have an exciting game this weekend. Classicer. I'm excited. It'll be good. I mean, so, you know, that's I am just giving you the straight answer of what you need. No, yeah. It's there's, it's rough.
0: There's a reason, you know, that the Premier League is it does not hurt when the, the first language is English. And and also like I it's tough. Uh, I, like you're always gonna make more money when you can have more fans of different clubs, and it's tough to want to be a fan of anyone besides like Dortmund or Bayern and the Bundesliga.
1: That's true. Yeah, you don't want to be a fan of everyone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jan, let's talk a little Champions League.
1: Yep. Most of the uh,
0: most of the spots have been have been uh, have been up for grabs. Uh, Club Bruges did not make it through for you. I, I apologize, Jan. I know you were, I know you're cheering hard for them, they really didn't even. Oh, it's over there. At least gonna give us a game. And like, this is the one time Leipzig decides to to show up this season. Um, but as I said, most of the groups are are pretty decided. Um, somehow Manchester United is gonna win their group. I, who would have thought that Michael Carrick, man, mm-hmm. right? Make him the manager. It's time. Mm-hmm. You win a couple. You win a couple games as a as a caretaker, and we just skyrocket you up too. Yikes. The man too soon. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, Ollie. Uh All right. Let's talk. Jan. Liverpool has won their group, but Porto, Milan, and Atleti are all still battling for that second spot. Porto with five points. Letty and Milan both at four. Letty ahead of Milan on tiebreakers in third position. Who do you think advances in that second spot between those three clubs?
1: I think it's Letty. You know, they've been playing like crap for sure in both leagues. But I think in a game where they can decide their own fate against Porto, I don't really see Porto having a shot. Um, and then I just think that the only thing that could happen... Yeah, I, I think that I think it's gonna be Atletico Madrid. I think they beat Porto in the final day and kinda of wrapped that thing up there. And I think Milan just have the bad luck of the draw to play Liverpool and not really get to decide their own fate there, um, for that second spot. But yeah, that's kind of how it is. And I think Atletico, as bad as they've played, they're still Atletico Madrid. You know, I think they still they still can come out and, and, and give us a performance.
0: Yeah, I think Milan you can like Take out immediately because I just I feel like Liverpool is going to be like, no, nah, we're going to go win all our group game. Like, oh yeah, especially being in a group like this, like there's there's no doubt, like that's that's a statement from from a club. I mean, to to go six and zero against Porto, Milan, and aletti like that's that's impressive. That that I mean, you have to start looking at them as certainly a favorite in this competition. So Milan, I think's done. I'm going to go with Porto.
1: Uh-huh. I think
0: being at home and only needing a tie. I think it's gonna be their saving grace because I mean I I totally see where you're going. I'm just like it's still at Letty, but I keep saying that on these match days, and they keep looking like shit. So I, I don't think they have enough to to like get two goals. I think Porto's gonna be able to, to get one, and I think the uh, the Portuguese team is gonna to, to squeeze through, and then and then at Letty's probably going to destroy everyone in the Europa League.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, Sporting Lisbon knocked out Dortmund, so like, where's the weirdest things have happened this year. It's um, true. So, yeah, but um uh, I, yeah, I don't expect anything from those teams aspar- apart from Liverpool. I think Liverpool's very strong this year and and that's what we can kind of look at.
0: Yeah, they look they look scary. I'm going to honestly a lot as this Champions League thing is shaping up, it's going to be pretty clear that I'm going to be a Bayern fan because <laughs> I think City and Liverpool and I mean, Chelsea are the defending champ. No more, no more English teams. No, no more. more England. No more. <laughs> I guess I'd be okay with Paris. I don't know if you would. All right. Uh, speaking of Chelsea, we both kind of called Chelsea last year uh, around this time of the competition as a dark horse to win it. We both are geniuses, as we've been proven, you know, over and over. Uh, only you only ever remember your right predictions. You never remember the wrong ones. Uh, but Jan, who's a team similar to Chelsea you think that's, that's a dark horse and, and could surprise us all with uh, maybe not even winning the Champions League, but, but a deep Champions League run uh, to the final?
1: Well, there's a team that's in the Champions League right now that has a lot of talent. And yeah, they've kind of been, you know, going through it right now, you know, controversy wise and coach wise. But I still think they have a lot of talent and I think that team is Manchester United. I think how'd I, know,
0: have a, how'd I know you're gonna tease me like they things.
1: have a wealth of talent, and I'm telling you, I've been in the league. While well, Ralph Ranick has been the opposing coach, and I think he's gonna bring only good things to your team. The problem with Manchester United is the problem with Bayern. They want to pretend that they're a good defensive team, and they're not. So why are you trying to play like oh. you're a defensive team? Just do that gegenpressing. You have all of this power with with Rashford, with Greenwood, with Fernandez, with Ronaldo, with Cavani. Just throw everybody up front, sure, you're gonna have a couple situations where Harry Maguire is gonna be one-on-one, you're gonna let a goal in. But by that time, you're gonna be 5-0 up. It's not gonna matter, you know what I mean? So I think if they can get that Gagan pressing style implemented fast, I think that it's gonna kind of take the pressure off of their defensive woes, put their attacking flair on display, which is what we've really been Confused about most of the time, um, and imagine them. You see, I mean, I don't know. You you don't see because you don't watch Byron as much as me. But Byron's football, the, this marauding kind of football, where at every time you have five players pushing the box. Imagine that with Manchester United, constant counterattacking five players. They're scoring six out of seven times in that in that situation. I think they're going to be a good team to watch. Um, and I think they have the talent to, to hold up with any team apart from like one or two So I think that they're going to be a good dark horse I don't think they're going to win it But I think they'll go farther than people are expecting especially with this coaching firing um, In the middle of everything what I will say is this is what I'm predicting right so many English teams in the next round and You you guys can't be paired with an English team even if they're second because that's part of the Champions League rules I just, I don't know why, but there's something kind of storybook. Manchester United trying to rebuild themselves post Ole and Barcelona trying to rebuild themselves uh, post their stuff. I think they're going to face each other first round. I really do. I think they're going to be paired together. And I think I you're going to have your I want an easier draw than that. <laughs> I know, but I don't think you'll get I was hoping,
0: it. That's why I was hoping for PSG to win their group. And I hope, or I hope uh, Juventus wins their group. Like, I wish Liverpool would have. Uh, there's so many English teams, but they're all winning their their group. Where it's not gonna.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna weed it out for you. I think you guys are gonna get you guys are gonna get put against Barcelona, and that'll be an interesting tie. Red
0: come Bull on. Salzburg, come on, Red Bull Salzburg. No,
1: I'm telling you, well, it's gonna be. That's the
0: matchup we all want. We all want that Man United Red Bull Salzburg matchup. Ah,
1: uh, so so. I
0: just want you know. I would take I would take Barcelona because I think. We probably, I think we can compete with Barcelona. I'm t- I just don't. You can. I just don't want like I don't want PSG because we can't. We won't be PSG. No, you won't. We already that's... did that. We already got that lucky.
1: Don't worry. Don't worry. We're gonna be the ones that get pad- paired against PSG again. I guarantee you because they fucking hate us and they want us to lose against PSG and that's what's gonna happen. So. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be, and and it's gonna be this whole thing again. We're gonna play PSG, and it's like every year the same teams play each other, and that's all it is. So, um, it's a tough life. It is a tough life, but uh, but we have we have some interesting matchups as well. Without any German teams in the next round, uh, we barely we can be placed really against anybody. So um, we'll see where we we, we we end up there.
0: Not us, dude. You gotta
1: dodge us. Yeah, lucky. we do get to dodge you. Lucky. Yeah, lucky, lucky, lucky.
0: <laughs> Talk about a couple teams uh, not being lucky in dodging one another. We move to European qualifying. Unbelievable. Portugal and Italy. I talked all about it in that solo episode of Who? Who would it be worse for? Like it's it'd be horrible for both of them. Somehow they end up in the same pot. I honestly, I like. I'm surprised with all the corruption that soccer is known for. I'm surprised they didn't switch that. It was just like, uh, nah, we need Italy and Ronaldo. Mm. Yeah.
1: But, it's, it's, um, but I think there's also something about Europe's football where if you, if you decide to like be cocky and let your qualifying group go, you yeah. get knocked out. You, it, get, you get, you get knocked guess, out.
0: You know, as much like they really don't need the ratings. It's the World Cup, so they're yeah. like, "No, I'd rather see one of you guys gone."
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, I'm, I mean, I'm excited because both of these teams we've talked about have a lot to prove still, despite their talent. And now they're going to have to. They're going to really have to. And um, we'll see which one dogs it out.
0: Do you do you agree with me when I when I you know pose the question to myself? I said it would be more of a disappointment for Italy. Do you agree with me on that, or do you think it, it would be more of a disappointment for portugal
1: yeah i mean i'm portuguese so i feel like i'm a little biased there but what i'll say is i'm gonna agree with you and here's why because portugal still haven't they won the euro but everybody knows that euro they should not have won they they like they got a lucky strike it's from one
0: like, of those euros that everyone's just like oh yeah portugal won that year
1: yeah, against France, who we knew was the better team, and showed that two years later and won the World Cup. You know, it was it was a bad night for France. They learned some stuff from it, but Portugal just got a random strike and they won. And that's that's football, fine. Right. But like that but whole like, tournament felt like that too. But that's like saying that Super Bowl where the Eagles beat the Patriots. They're like, yeah, the Eagles was the best team that year. Right. No, right. they weren't. They had a great. They had a great final game. But you like, get you get to make that claim more in soccer.
0: But like. I feel like with Port, like I feel like almost after any major tournament, like you make that claim for that team. I don't think anyone did for Portugal. Like we were all just like, "Yeah, good for them," but like they're yeah. not the best team. In the- which, which, like after every other tournament, you're always like, even after Argentina won the Copa America, like you're kind of like, "Oh, are they the best team in the world?" But like with Portugal that year, nobody was posing that question.
1: No, they're per- they are they are our constant European half contenders. Like, they couldn't beat anybody, but they still have not found that formula that, that is consistent, that is that is proven, that means that you think every year they're gonna be in the semifinals. Every and they
0: And they, you know, they have the same issue that Belgium and the Netherlands, like, they're a small country. Like, they, they are, like, population-wise, like, it's, it's a, just a smaller country. You're always going to, to have the difficulty of, like, just not having as much of a talent base because you don't have as many people. Like, that's just a, a fact of numbers. Um, right. but yeah, I, I it clear I mean disappointing for both of them. but uh, but Italy, as but you people- say, like Italy has the, like we think of Portugal as a very, very good soccer nation, but like Italy's one of the soccer nations. And to also to just missed out on the World Cup, and then you think they're bouncing back with the euro win and maybe mess out again? Like i it, I don't even know like what's gonna happen,
1: right. I mean, you think about it. Since two thousand and six, they have been on this roller coaster. They win the World Cup, right? And then, and with then, with a team that like wasn't that great. Yeah, with a team that. Well, no, no, no. The team was great. Still, they they didn't feel like they were the greater, best team. Greater,
0: as I, I should say, greater than the sum of their parts. I mean, obviously, some great players, but like. I don't know. I don't look at that team and, and be like that's an all-timer,
1: you know? No, 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 yeah. Definitely not an all-timer team. They were definitely not even the best team in the I mean, if you remember, Brazil was the best team in that Brazil. that tournament.
0: France was still pretty crazy talented. I mean, you guys were real good in that that year. Yeah. Young Don't even
1: don't even start me on that. I can't even I'll never get over that World Cup.
0: Oh, um, oh, the home nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, but the thing with Italy is, like, since 2006, <coughs> right, the Euros, Spain wins it, and you're like, okay, but Italy still made it decently far. But then they get knocked out in the group stage in 2010. Okay. Yeah. They don't make the two thousand, you know, for, for, uh, fourteen situation. Well, in
0: the 12, they make the final of the Euros, but then just get spanked. Like, it was right.
1: embarrassing yeah. from the start. So Italy's just been looking for this stability, which Italy you usually can expect from them. They are one of the top teams stability-wise. Stability-wise, in-world football, you can expect Brazil to always be good. You can expect Argentina to always be good. Germany, Italy.
0: And usually because I feel like you usually – with Italy, it is the fact that they are greater than the sum of their – like France and – like obviously all those teams are great. But I feel like so many times with, with Brazil and Germany and France sometimes too, like you're just like, oh my god, these guys have so much talent. With Italy, I feel like it, it is always that stability of just like, yeah, we're just like a, a cohesive team, and we we know what our identity is, and and that's how it is, and like that's how we've won four World Cups.
1: Right. That I mean, hasn't been there. I mean, what happens is that they they've been in the game for so long, you expect them to be a team that you know has a good backing, that they have a solid foundation, that no matter what talent they have, they can have talent, they always do but no matter what talent they have, they, they shore together and they put a good outfit out there. But Italy's been through so many up and downs. I mean, France, we think of now as a powerhouse, but before, you know, 98, really. Right, it's
0: more of a, a newer, like a newer It's new newer, and up even up after success,
1: right, and even after that, they, 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 they went to the final in 98, and then 2002, they got knocked out in the first round, and in and, and 2006, they were supposed to be really good. Um, and they it went all the way top
0: end talent though. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say with France?
1: Right. But I'm not talking top end talent. I'm talking. No,
0: no, no I know. I know. I, am just, I'm like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just like clarifying of like, it's not like they're a nation that came out of nowhere. Like it was one of those nations that was like yeah. talented for a long time and just hadn't because like Spain, we would say is like, now we're like, Oh, Spain's a, a dominant nation. They probably had the most dominant six year span in international soccer, but they hadn't won a trophy before then. So like I, I get I get I'm just more like clarifying the top end talent, but hadn't had the the success to back. I mean, because like you would say something like Belgium right now, like top end talent, but no success at all.
1: Right. I I think the point I'm trying to make is that more than anything from Italy, you expect stability as one of these top teams that has been there from the beginning winning World Cups. Being a consistent outfit, producing top talent, and always being in the conversation, and the fact that they that it's been like 15 years since they've had stability, like for more than two years, um, it, it's kind of concerning. So if they were to now, they 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 have so much, they have such a good talent pool where they can really just be that team that doesn't make mistakes and wins games, um, and, and and they come off the World Cup miss. To, to win this, this European Cup and, and, and for them to go out, you know, would really – there would be some soul-searching going on.
0: Jan, do you think – because I feel like, as, you know, as you look at the timeline of, of Italy's kind of soul-searching, you can also kind of see a somewhat of a, a dip in the success of Serie A. Um, the last time a Serie A team has won the Champions League was, was Inter Milan. Yeah, we've had Juventus make a couple in, in the last few years, but I don't think anyone gave Juventus much of a chance in, in, in either of those finals, at least I didn't. Um, but before, you know, 2010, like AC Milan was, was very successful, routinely going to the Champions League, um, even Ju- Juventus just having more success. Do you think that the dip in the success and just the skill maybe of the Serie A has more to do with the the dip in in and the Italian football, like, like, I'm so I'm wording this poorly. Which which struggle do you think is more the reason for both of them struggling? Do you think it's it's the dip in in the play in the Serie A and maybe some of the top top talent not being there as much anymore, or do you think it's the fact that Italian national t- soccer is in somewhat of disarray?
1: Um, I think it's the Serie A. I think it is the Serie A's fault. I don't think that they don't have top talent. I think that the Serie A is so poorly run. Um, at the top level as much as it is at the bottom that like There's just not a lot of confidence in these players going through I mean you look at the past couple of years the best teams in Italy Juventus is the AC Milan's I remember when Roma was a really good team and they would go to the Champions League and get smacked and it's like It at, at some point You have to have especially for teams like that where you are the players are at home and this league is strong and you're taking that strength And you're making an identity of it and putting it into your national team because that's what Germany does. Germany is just Bayern and Dortmund combined with plus three others, you know, and that's why that they're so consistent because even though the Bundesliga as a whole is not a strong league, those two teams are always pretty strong. And so there is always like a pool to bring from same thing with France in terms of the league sucks. But PSG, for the most part, the French players that are coming from there are all decently together. Spain, La Liga, falling off a little bit. However, the top teams, you know, this last year has been kind of weird. But the top teams are still at the top. And I think that, you know, Syria has had a lot of corruption issues. And they've had a lot of management issues where, where owners are not doing what they need to do. And, and GMs are not doing what they need to do to make sure their teams... Are as dominant as they need to be, and I just think that the level of play in Syria has fallen off. Where players aren't going there like they used to. Um, Yeah, I
0: I feel like that's right. Like, like when you think about the stars of of, of football, yeah, maybe the Bundesliga as a whole, league as a whole, doesn't have a ton. But with Bayern and with with Dortmund, honestly, because of how good they are with young talent, and with PSG, you've got you've got the stars, and you've got the the guys who you say who are the best players in the world, and they're in the conversation. Of course, Ronaldo when he was with Juve, but otherwise, like who really in in Syria over the last decade are you talking about as being one of the top guys in, in the league? I mean, like they used to have Ballon d'Or winners, they like, and now there's none. Like it, they just don't they don't play in Italy. Like when when no, you look yeah. at when you look at all the people that could win the Champions League this year. I, Spain. I think Real, PSG, Bayern, maybe a couple from England. Do we think Juventus can win? I,
1: I, no, it's weird. Juvent, Real Madrid is in such a rebuild mode right now, but I still think they have a better chance than Juventus. Yeah. I just think, I just think, and I don't really know what it is because maybe I don't know enough about the the fiscal side of things and the and the and the and the, and the management side of things to be able to comment on this. But I just think there's something with the italian football federation in that league that they have all this talent because there is players that you thought were going to be big right juventus for a while paulo Dybala when he went to juventus you were like paulo Dybala is going to be the next you know diego melito he's going to be the next like he's going to be fantastic and then it just never it just never happened that way you know and and you know i just think all these teams have had potential and for some reason there's there's not enough of a foundation for them to keep reaping that potential. So you see these teams constantly falling off the face of the earth and then the teams that replace them the next year falling off the face of the earth, you know? So it's like Juventus fell and now Napoli's up there when Napoli, I remember two years ago, they fell off and they were like, what happened to Napoli? And so, um, I do think it's, I mean, even just
0: the, the situation with Inter, how many times have you seen a team go and, and win the league title? It's the first team to not do, to do it besides Juventus in, However, many years, like you're not only breaking your own streak, but like a league streak, huge accomplishment. And then you're in a situation where you have to get rid of everybody. Yeah. Like things aren't uh, really adding up there.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, let's make a selection. Path A, you got Scotland against Ukraine, Wales against Austria. Who do you see coming out of Path A?
1: I don't know. I want to go with Scotland. I do. Um, I think. I think I'm gonna go Ukraine and here's why. I think that they had to play France twice and that was gonna tell me what I needed to know about them. And they held France t- t- two different times. And they have a really solid defense with some good attacking flair. I think this, this pod is probably the most up for grabs. Um, so I think that a team like Ukraine can make it through. Um, I like Scotland. We'll see if they're legit in this in this in this game against Ukraine. Then I think I think whoever comes out of Scotland, Ukraine is going to win it. Um, but yeah, I'm going Ukraine, man.
0: Yeah, this one does seem like pretty wide open. I when I initially looked at it, I thought like Ukraine and Austria were the were the higher seeded teams, and didn't even realize it was Scotland and and Wales that were. I'm going with the Welsh. I mean, out of all four of these teams, who's been the most consistent over the last few years? It's easily been Wales. Uh, they make their first two European tournaments and, and do well at both of them. Uh, and, then, you know, they haven't been to the World Cup since 1958. I, I think talent-wise, they still have a, a couple of guys who can, you know, do a few things that the other teams can't. So I got Wales making their first World Cup. Nice. eight. Path B. Uh, you know, it, it first look again, it's, a, it's a, like a, a path that doesn't seem – or it seems kind of close, but like – not really. Like I, to me, like Sweden is is clearly the best team in this path. Uh, they're a team who like routinely just performs well in international tournaments to like the surprise of everyone. Like you're not even really sure how Sweden just keeps eking out wins and advancing and stuff, but they get it done. Um, so I think Lewandowski gonna he's gonna get Poland past Russia, but then I, I just think the Swedes have too much. They they really are a, a, like. An underrated soccer country, in, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think Sweden's the strongest team. I think Poland's getting through. Lewandowski gets his revenge for the Balanda Or and qualifies for the World Cup. He's tried so hard to make his team relevant, and they've been so close so many times. And I think he finally is going to get it done. And uh, yeah, I, I, I hope I hope that for him. It's a little bit of a homer pick, but I'm allowed to do that. So Pol- I'm, I'm going with Poland. Absolutely you are.
0: <laughs> I'd love, to, I'd love to see Lewandowski. I mean, like you know,
1: you, I like especially those those
0: teams like Poland, where it it like it kind of is one. I mean, they're a talented team, but there's one guy really willing the squad there. Uh, all right, Patsy, we've talked all about it. Italy, Portugal, sorry, North Macedonia, and Turkey, but but I think we both can can agree we know where this one's going. Jan, who is going home? Who's going to make it to Qatar?
1: Here's what I'm going to say before we, we, we pick between Portugal and Italy. North Macedonia is a very good team. They beat Germany. They're the only team that beat Germany in their qualifying group. I'm not saying they're going to beat Italy, but I, if they knocked Italy out before they even got to play Portugal, I wouldn't sit here being like, that's something that never could have happened. They have a very strong defense and Italy is never going to be a team that I think blows good team out. I think they're gonna win against teams, I think they're gonna be comfortable, I don't think they're gonna blow teams out. So I think that's gonna be a strong test. On the other side, Turkey is a hard team to play, always. So I think think both of these teams have a little bit of a struggle in the beginning. However, both of them are gonna get through because they have to for national embarrassment reasons. Um, And I think I have to pick Portugal. I think Italy is ferocious and I think it'll be tight. But at the end of the day when you have a game that you need to win and you there's a there's a team with that player that always scores and continues to this year to score in the 90th minute when you need a goal you pick that team and it is portugal and it is ronaldo and um and that's where i'm going
0: i like it you know i i have a ronaldo jersey on it's it's so much fun having him be back on manchester united and i can take pride in hearing his name um, I uh, I think it's going to be the Italians. I think Portugal is probably the more talented team. I think like they they really are just so 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 talented and uniquely talented. But I I, I trust in the Italian process and the fact that I, I like I just don't I just don't see Italy like they can't miss two World Cups in a row, especially after winning the Euros. I, I think they find that that groove a little bit more. Uh, they they really shouldn't even. I mean, both these teams shouldn't be here. They both got lazy on that that last day. Uh, but I think Italy's is a little more uh, forgivable. Um, so yeah, I got I got the Italians advancing. Sorry, Ronaldo. All right, Jan, it's time to pick the NFL games. This week, uh, can can you update us on the the records, please?
1: Yeah, uh, it was close. We both sucked, but it was a close, a close. <laughs> I thought that I been pretty shitty. <laughs> it was a close shave. Um, yeah, I'm six and nine, uh, and you are five and ten. Um, okay. right. uh, you you predicted that the Raiders would would cover against the Cowboys, which was great, but then you also picked the Jags over the Falcons, which was a mistake um and i think there was one other oh you i think there was one other team that you picked that was also that got slacked um we both got slacked because
0: the Bengals and the steelers i picked the steelers to beat the Bengals.
1: yeah and but i also did
0: not happen
1: yeah i also i picked that too we had a lot of the same bad ones there was one other one that didn't go your way um but it was really close, so <laughs> six and ten, or six
0: and or six and nine, five and ten. We are
1: everything to play for, baby. That's why
0: they pay us the big bucks. Woo! <laughs> all right, let's make our way through these games. We'll start with tonight's game. So unfortunately, you know, this won't help you all, but uh, too damn bad. We're still gonna pick it. It's the Cowboys. It's the Saints. Cowboys are favored by six at the moment. Who do you got, Jan?
1: I got Cowboys covering. I think the Saints got a lot of issues. And while the Cowboys have lost three of the last four, and I do think that they have some soul searching to do on the defense, uh, I think that they have enough weapons to to at least win by a touchdown against this defense.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, as much as, like, the Cowboys are dealing with, the Saints are kind of dealing with even more. Um, and I, I think the Cowboys, like – this is a, this is a very winnable game and a game they they just need right now. Uh, so I, I think they get it done, and I agree. I think they cover that six-point spread. Bucks and Falcons. The Buccaneers are favored by eleven for the trip to Atlanta. Who are you going with, Matt Ryan or Tom Brady?
1: I'm going with Tom Brady. Matt Ryan hates seeing Tom Brady. He sees him in his nightmares, and every time he sees a comeback, and it's horrible. Um, no I know it's like a big spread but the Falcons are that bad and I think that the Bucs could score 30 points on them in the air and then 30 points on the ground so they might just beat them 60 to 2 and like let let it let it be so I'm going to pick the Bucks to cover
0: I'm I'm with you. It, it is a big spread but yeah the, the Falcons are bad the Buccaneers offense is 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 rolling right now uh, Brady's Brady them. Throwing for more yards than he ever has, so uh, I, I think this is a, a easy eleven point cover for the Buccaneers, Cardinals, and the Bears. Cardinals favored by seven and a half on the road in Chicago. Who do you got here, Jan?
1: Yeah, uh, seven and a half is a weird number, and I hate to take seven and a half. That sounds like such a bad number to take. Mm. However, the Bears don't know what they're doing, and the Cardinals are the best team in the like in the NFC. Um, in the in the NFC. Uh, what west. Uh, west despite not playing with Kyler and no DeAndre so they get both of them back probably this week I see them really celebrating in a big way so they'll probably win by at least 14 um so I'm gonna pick cards
0: I uh I got the Cardinals winning but I think the Bears are gonna are gonna cover I, I think they'll, they'll be able to to keep it just just close enough they'll they'll ugly up the game enough uh for for Arizona that they don't quite get the seven point. Uh, or seven and a half point spread. I think it'll probably be right at seven seven points. Uh, but yeah, I got Bears covering. Chargers and Bengals, a battle of the young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Burrow and the Bengals, favored by three at home. I'm going with the Bengals. I'm becoming more and more of a believer in the Bengals. Like they are truly legit to me. I think with both these teams and young quarterbacks you always are are wondering early in the season how how legit they are in the sense of of you know being a playoff team and, and making some noise. Uh, in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure the Chargers are there yet. I'm, I'm convinced and sold on the Bengals. So I think they, they cover that three point spread. Who you got, Jan?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of hope in the Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers to cover on this one. I think that they're going to win this game. Um, I just, I, I have, I see that Chargers offense and I just see too much talent to continue, um, you know, disappointing like they have. I'm not saying that the ban- they'll kill the Bengals. I just think that they'll win by a field goal rather than the Bengals winning by a field goal. Um, I think it's going to be a high-powered clash. I think between Jamar Chase and Mike Williams, there might be like 400 yards and three touchdowns. And Austin Eckler. I hope it's just a nice old shootout. 49-44. Give it to me now. Um, but, yeah, I'm picking the Chargers to cover. I just – I do love that team.
0: All right. Vikings and the Lions. The Vikings are favored by seven points. I'm, I'm I'm picking the Vikings to win, of course, but I I think the Lions cover because the Lions have to lose in heartbreaking fashion and and in order to do that, you got to lose by by less than 7 points. So Vikings win, Lions somehow find a way to lose.
1: Yeah, we thought this is we're watching the best worst team ever. Um, but I think we're just watching the team that loses like covers and loses every game and it's like That's impressive. It's impressive and sad, and I just, I, I wish the best for everyone living in Detroit right now. I, I really hope that you're feeling okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm the Lions... I'm
0: excited about your, like, team and the future of your team.
1: Yeah, the Lions are going to, the Lions will cover, it'll be a close game, but Vikings are the better team, and they'll and eke they'll it out. And everybody's saying, oh, Dalvin Cook, yeah, but Alexander Madison is Dalvin Cook. Like, we pretend he's not, but, like, he's ridiculously good, um, so... Yeah. It's the same person. It's the same person.
0: i seen Madison really is. He, he's quite a good one. All right, Giants and Dolphins. Dolphins favored by four. Who do you got?
1: I don't care what they did last week. You cannot sit here. The Panthers are horrible. Let's, like, get that straight. Like, yeah, the defense we thought was better, but the Panthers are not a good team. And the Dolphins being favored by four over a Giants team that just kind of showed out against Philly... I th- think it's weird. So the Dolphins suck, yo. So the Giants are going to cover, and I, th- I know the Giants are also not a great team. But I- I'm never putting my money on the Dolphins. Ne- never in a million years. The
0: Dolphins have won four straight games, Jan. They were yeah. one in seven, dead what and a, buried. They got what all a, the momentum. They got all the momentum in the world. They're going up against the Giants. I got, I got, I got Miami winning. I, got, I think they, they roll their momentum uh, between two teams that neither of them are all that good. And, and I think Miami's actually doing some good things uh, against, of course, teams that aren't that good. But guess what? New York Giants ain't that good. <sighs> the other New York team, they are a seven point underdog at home to the Philadelphia Eagles, another NFC's team. Tough loss for the Eagles to that Giants team last weekend. Who do you got between the Jets and the Eagles, John? You know?
1: I think Eagles easy cover. Jalen Jalen Hurts is still Jalen Hurts. Granted, he's not like as dominant as we thought he would be, but I think you know the Jets had a good win against a horrible Texans team. Good for them. Um, but I still think the Eagles are the clear favorite team by more than a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I had a bad bad performance of the Eagles last week against the Giants, and you know the Jets are the Jets are always a good bounce back team to play uh colts against the texans colts are favored by 10 in this one who do you got in this divisional game
1: yeah i don't know why but i feel like the texans are gonna are gonna cover they're gonna lose but i think they lose by a touchdown i don't know why i just have that feeling though <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say that
0: i i, I respect that I, I like that um I, i'm taking the colts but i i i think the texans texans are a good are a good bet here like i i think they'll I mean, anytime you got a divisional team or divisional battle, they're they're usually closer than you kind of expect. And and the Texans have shown more heart than we expected, but I do have the Colts. Washington going to Vegas. The Raiders favored by two and a half. I got Vegas winning this one. I think they had a really nice win last week against the Cowboys. It's been a very up-and-down season for Vegas, obviously, both off and on the field. Um, But as as much momentum as Washington's getting – um, similar to kind of Miami, I still think the Raiders are the better team. I got Derek Carr and Vegas winning and covering that two and a half.
1: Yeah, let me give you a little thing. Never have I ever, you know, been successful when thinking the Raiders were going to win two straight. So I I think I think the Raiders, they just, and not even like win two straight, I just think every time they come off a big performance like this, they disappoint the next week. Um, and Washington could have disappointed this week. They They almost lost to Seattle, but they didn't. They got the win. Um, and I and I and I think that they'll win an ugly game between them and the Raiders. I still think their defense um, can can get it done. So yeah, going with Washington on that one.
0: Washington. All right, Jags and the Rams. The Rams are favored by 13 at home. Who do you got?
1: Oh, I hate to say this. I think the Jags are going to cover. I think they lose by ten. I'm going with. <laughs>
0: you. I'm with you, man. I'm taking I like the, the dog Jags as well.
1: Because everybody thinks, oh, the Rams aren't broken and they're gonna like you know wipe the floor with the Jags and they'll be right back to green and gold. But I think that the Jags have shown that they'll they'll capitalize on your mistakes, um, and they're they're gonna lose. But I think either because they come back late or because they stay – it stays a low-scoring game, um, I, th- I think the Jags have what it takes to, like, keep this closer than 13 points.
0: I'm with you. Yeah, like, I, there's nothing that, like – I mean, as we talk about get-right games, there's nothing about the Rams' like performance. Like, they – their game against the Packers was not as close as 36 to 28. Like, the Packers were in control of that game the, the whole time. Um, so, I, there's nothing to convince me that the Rams are just going to start playing better. I think, like I said, I think Jags will take advantage of that. Rams win, but I'm with you on the cover. Ravens against the Steelers. The Ravens, four and a half point favorite on the road.
1: Yeah, if I've learned anything watching NFL over the last 15 years, it's that an AFC North battle between the Ravens and the Steelers is going to be won by a Justin Tucker 55-yard field goal. Like, like, let's that's what I know about this game so you're giving me four and a half um that's pretty easy I think the Steelers will cover and the Ravens will win by a field goal in a game that ends up being like 11 to six like truthfully
0: <laughs> 11 to six would would, would cover you <laughs> yeah. don't want to you well, need like, eleven to eight You
1: 11, to eight. 11 to eight there you go yeah. <laughs> 11 to eight. uh yeah I mean,
0: very very true I I don't know why I have any more faith in the Steelers after last week but I do think like especially with the comments Mark Tomlin's made, Ryan Clark's made. I I think there's still enough self-respect on that Steelers team where they come out and, and beat a team mostly that like the Ravens are, I think the Ravens can still win the AFC. The team that they are, they are right now is not as good as their eight and three record like would show. And so I think Pittsburgh's able to check themselves, you know, Step up to the plate and get this win. 49ers on the road to Seattle. The Niners are a three-point favorite. I'm going with, with San Francisco all day. I mean, everything that could be going wrong is going wrong in Seattle. Meanwhile, the Niners are another team that's that's kind of finally catching their stride. They've won a few in a row back in the playoff race. Jan, who do you got there?
1: I mean, after seeing the Seahawks not be able to score against like Washington until the last play, I'm sorry. This game is going to be ugly. The 49ers might blow pete carroll out of his job in this game it might be 45 to 10. like uh, truthfully this might be the end of this pete carroll and oh my God. russell wilson partnership. Of- i'm sorry the 49ers are in position to to dominate them they have the better run game they have the better pass game their defense is looking set their organization looks like they know what they're doing meanwhile russell wilson can't throw the football dk Metcalf's getting like one target a game you know they don't have a run game their defense can't stop any. I, it, the 49ers might might embarrass them. The 49ers might send Seattle back into the dark ages with this game. I'm just saying. Easy easy cover for San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised that the line's so small just because things are so bad in Seattle. Like I, they just, I don't know who I would pick Seattle against right now. Like, even, even them against the Jets would be like, that's a toss up. Uh, Broncos and Chiefs. The Chiefs, a nine and a half point favorite at home. I'm going with the Chiefs all day. I think the Chiefs are going to finally start being the Kansas City Chiefs we normally know. Like, we all know Mahomes is not going to keep playing as poorly as he has. They're still doing fine. The Broncos still haven't beaten anybody good. I, that, they're not going to beat the Chiefs. And and I think and I think the Chiefs want to make a statement on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I I beg to differ. The Bronco, Broncos beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are a decent team. Um, but, you know, I think... That the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Chiefs will win by a touchdown and a field goal. But nine and a half is a lot. So I think the Broncos cover. They'll lose. Um, but I think the Chiefs' offense. I still need to see one more game before I'm like they're the dominant offense again because they've had so many problems this season. I don't necessarily think they're quite right. If they come out of this by. They beat broncos by like 17 points 14 points then yeah i'm, I'm ready to go there and i still if it's gonna you, happen okay but if that's what happens um we'll see what happens i have the better record right now so before we start before before we start saying game. That, hey it A is one game better is better it doesn't have to be best um no but i think that the broncos defense is still really really good i think they'll hold them at least to nine if not less than that so I think the Chiefs win but Broncos cover
0: All right, last game Jan your Patriots against the Bills Bills are a two and a half point favorite
1: who you got? oh this is easy Patriots all the way I'm sorry the Patriots against the Titans and the Colts have I, I knew that those two teams were gonna were gonna not be as difficult of a test as the Bills is like I knew Titans have some issues losing Derrick Henry obviously and the Colts they, they look like they're ascending, but they still have some things to figure out. They, I mean, they crushed both those teams, you know what I mean? They, they scored 30 plus points. Not only did they hold them, to, they scored 30 plus points. If they can score points against those teams, I don't really see what the Bills can do differently that is going to struggle them so much. And the problem with the Bills, like I've always been saying, is that they don't have a run game. When you are one-dimensional as a team, right, against the patriots of any teams forget about playoffs and stuff bill what he likes to do and what he's always good at is he takes away your best option and when your second best option the run game doesn't exist that that's a recipe for disaster you know josh allen is going to really have to go into his pocket and play the best game he's ever played to win this game um i'm not saying the patriots are gonna blow them out I, I i don't think the patriots have the kind of offense that you can assume is going to blow anybody out Um, but I think it's going to be a game like they had against the Colts. Field goal after field goal after field goal after field goal, slowly running up the score, picking off Josh Allen a couple times, um, and their defense grabs the win. Uh, So I'm saying Patriots cover. And if the Patriots can beat the Bills in this important divisional matchup, that's when I'm willing to say that they're the best team in the AFC. I need this win to say it, but that's when I'm willing to say it.
0: He's got the Patriots. I'm going Bills. I, I still think the Bills are the better team. They're at home. Monday night's It's a a different animal than than the other games, so I I think the Bills are are more prepared right now for for this stage, and and I got the Bills winning. All right, Jan, those are our picks. It's time to cool down.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, Jan, Hallmark, Lifetime, Christmas movies, all that stuff. Do you partake? Do you enjoy? What are your thoughts?
1: I mean, I like, I think I like traditional Christmas movies more than Hallmark Lifetime movies. You know what I mean? Like, I watch my Home Alones. What?
0: Not have a question.
1: I know, but I'm just, let me get there. Let me get to the point. We, we, we're both ramblers. Don't act like we're we go both succinct people.
0: Right.
1: Um... What I'll say is, I partake, yeah, for sure. I mean, not by myself, though, is what I'll say. If roommates are watching it, or if I'm with my girlfriend, she goes, let's watch this movie. I'm all ears, you know? But I am going to make fun of it. I am going to laugh at it the whole time. I'm going to be like... Why else watch it? Right, exactly. Uh, I saw one the other day, which was like, you know, a city girl goes to a ranch to find herself and learns how to ride horses with a cowboy. And it's like, rodeo... It's Rodeo and Juliet Christmas or something. And I'm like, this is, this is, <laughs> this it's is like
0: some big company to like coming in and it's going to destroy this, like the cookie store, like the company they're always like going to destroy. I'm always just like, how is that a business anyway? Like, how are you making money? Just doing this? money? Are you doing making money on this very like specific Christmas thing for a month? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think they're hilarious for sure. You can't do it alone and you have to make fun of them. There was a <clears throat> there was one year my aunt is, like, a, the queen of finding trashy TVs. Lifetime Movie Network has, like, the more murder-some movies. And they had a, a thing, like, all December called Sleigh Bells. It was, like, S-L-A-Y. And it was all Christmas-themed movies. But, like, people were getting murdered throughout. It was hilarious.
1: <laughs> they were just sle- Sleigh Bells. Sleigh bells rings and then someone gets stabbed and that's Christmas. Yeah. All uh, right, Jan, what is your favorite Christmas decoration? So, how much free reign do I have with this question? Cuz I th- anything. I like anything Charlie Brown Christmas themed is my favorite Christmas decoration. I love like Snoopy Christmas stuff and and Peanuts Christmas stuff. So, I don't know if I have a favorite like item, but I do if it's Charlie Brown Christmas themed, I'm usually into it. So that's that's my, my favorite one. Is I dig that. All right, it's quick fire question time.
0: All right, let's do it. Fun questions are done. Okay. What do you? Where do you think Man United should go in their with their managerial situation?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I love Ralph Raniak. Um I think that he's going to do a lot of good for you guys, but he doesn't want to be a coach. He wants to be a GM. Um, so I think, you know, what I think would be great. I don't know if 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 they can do it, but I think you guys had the right idea with Ole in terms of having this Manchester United favorite there, you know, because it does give the fan base something to to tide over. Um, and it does give you a certain excitement. What I would love is if Ralph Ranjic gets in there and and he mentors Michael Carrick to really be a good coach. He's like, this is how we're going to run the team. This is how you're going to, do tactically here's how you're going to use the players and then at the end of the season Ralph Raniak gets promoted kind of in in leadership in Manchester United like he always wants to it's going to take a lot because he's really going to ask for the house that's how his thing is AC Milan wanted to hire him but they said no because he was like okay but I'm going to take over AC Milan then I want you to know if I'm going to be here I'm going to change the dynamic of this club all of it and I think Manchester United is willing to listen to that conversation. So I think they're willing to give him that should the rest of the season go well. But yeah, I think mentoring Michael Carrick and then kind of taking control of the club between him and Ranick, I think you got your answer right there. I love it.
0: <laughs> I mean, some, some sense of direction is, is certainly at like what we're mostly needing right now. Uh, right. And like some like identity as a, a team. So if that's what Ragnick can bring, I'm all for it. All right. This is a big one. Are you ready to say that the MVP is Steph Curry's to lose?
1: I, no, I don't think so. I think Steph Curry's been playing really well, but I think there's a lot of great teams out there. And if someone were to right now pick up one of those great teams and like go all the way with them, you know, like the Suns, we look at the Suns and they don't have like a single player that is like, they have a great team. That's always what we say. But like, let's say Devin Booker gets hot right now. And the way that the Suns are playing, like, I still think there's enough time for him to overtake it. And the thing with Steph is, he's had to do all the work. But they're getting Clay Thompson, they're getting um, uh, Wisemore? Wiseman? Wiseman? That's what it is. Wiseman back. And I think he's gonna get to do less. So, I I think... I'm not saying... What I'll say is, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't win it this year but I'm not willing to say it's his to lose. So I'm almost there. I need like I need like three weeks more of it before I can say something. But basketball is so long. It's so long and we're still so in the beginning. There's three three quarters of the season to go still. Yeah.
0: All right, final one. Give me your four teams and their rankings in the college
1: football playoff. Um. Yeah, so Georgia's gonna be number one. That for me, Seems pretty. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, and it's gonna sound weird, but I, it's gonna sound weird coming out of my mouth. Um, I think it's gonna be Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State. I I do. I think that Oklahoma State's gonna beat Baylor. I think Alabama's gonna get beaten by Georgia, and I think there is enough there to knock Alabama out. Um, you know, should Michigan lose to Iowa? No, but even then, you know what I'm saying? like i I, I think that I think that it's going to be those three. And I think Alabama, because they have to play Georgia, get knocked out.
0: You think you think eleven two Michigan would get who loses the big ten would get in above Notre Dame at eleven and one?
1: Yeah. All right. I think in that situation, the playoff committee goes to that Brian Kelly situation. I think that's where they go to it. And they're like, listen, like, yeah, but Michigan beat Ohio State, and they still have Harbaugh. You know what I mean? Like –
0: If I, they get left out because of that, I will be so upset with college football because, yeah, like, I get, I get like, why it makes sense, but that's so – it's so – like, that's dumb. Like, they, they – especially in that situation where, to me, it's like, look, Michigan, you had your chance to, to make it. So, if you can't win the game, especially a game you should win, that you're you win and you're in. If you can't win that game, then I'm. It's tough for me to, to reward you, but we shall see. I hope Michigan's not in. Well, I mean, I guess if they get in. I hope they're not Big Ten championship. You're off the hot seat, Jan. You survived the quick fire questions. It's been another beautiful, beautiful episode of Two Beers, please. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Um, 2022, we're going to be on. So many friggin' Spotify wrapped. It's gonna be insane. They're gonna be all all over the wrapped. Uh, Jan, what else do you have for the, the beautiful people?
1: Yeah, I just, I once again want to reiterate to everybody that like we're really grateful for the people that have tuned back in. I know we took like a long um, break there, but we've already hit 50 like 50 plus listens over the last like week of, of being there. And, and you guys are rocking it oh, out, yeah. showing your support. Um, and we got some exciting things planned, especially going into the new year. Um, so we can't wait to share those with you. And we, as always, this is such a a nice respite for the both of us and such a fun time for us to have together, but also to share with you. Um, so thank you for continuing to listen and, you know, bundle up. It's cold out there.
0: Amen. Thank you guys. Cheers y'all.